Don't just sniff the gelato. You have to use the gelato. You're listening to the Creative Faith and Friends podcast, episode number 13. Hello and welcome to the Creative Faith and Friends podcast. My name is Melissa Olson from PinkPaperPeppermints.com and today I'm here with my two co-hosts, Lori. Hi, Lori. <laughs> Lori says hey. Lori says hey. Hi. <laughs> you made me laugh, Melissa. Oh, do not blame it on me. No, that's all you. Lori was cracking me up before we started and... Oh gosh. Hi y'all. She okay. saw my line. <laughs> you didn't use it last time. You're not supposed okay. to be talking, Jess. I haven't even said hi to you. I'm sorry. And my other co-host, Jess. Hi, Jess. <laughs> hey y'all. <laughs> oh, y'all. I hope everyone didn't just oh, turn the podcast off. <laughs> They're like, uh, I've lost their minds. And the answer to that would be yes. Yes, we have lost our minds, but let's think about it positively. Maybe they're all cracking up with us because our laughter <laughs> is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll yeah, tell yourself that. <clears throat> yeah. So today we are talking about making marks in our art journal. We're doing a four-part series on mixed media. And last week we talked about painting backgrounds. And so today we're going to talk about building up those layers by making marks. And before we start into our conversation, we wanted to read some happy mail. We like to read happy mail from you, either reviews that you leave us on iTunes or posts on the blog. And this week we have a letter from Beth and she says, all right, ladies, I've been meaning to comment since you began the podcast, but life. And we can definitely relate to that. Beth. Oh, yes. Anyway, I literally cannot wait on Thursday mornings to listen to an episode. You are all a delight to listen to and so creative. You are so sweet, Beth. Thank you. Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I've been following Melissa since her early blog days, which I think is so cool. I had no idea people were still following me. I've been blogging since my... My son, who's a senior in high school, was three years old. So, wow. Yeah. So, 15 years. Like when I first started, there was no Facebook, there was no YouTube, there was none of that. It was the good old days. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. So, that's so cool, Beth. I did not know that you had been following the blog for that long. So I keep interrupting my letter. I've been following the list <laughs> since our early blog days, and I'm pretty sure that was over a decade ago. Yes, it was. I've really enjoyed getting to know Jessica and Lori as well. No one I know has a clue about junk journals, mixed media, and our passion for all things paper. Now I just pretend y'all are in my craft room with me. Oh, that's so Aww, sweet. That's awesome. I have one very important question for y'all. What are the words to your opening song? I'm notorious for hearing things wrong <laughs> and then feeling silly when I realize later what the actual words say. I <clears throat> may or may not be the girl who thought the line in Jesus paid it all that says can change the leper spots actually said can change the leopard's spots. <laughs> I mean, he could. He could. But I totally really believe mm-hmm. that hilarious and exactly it could be that is interchangeable it could be either one (laughs) leopard leopard (laughs) (laughs) and i may or may not have figured it out in the last few years oh my gosh that's so (laughs) funny love the podcast love the three of you and i'm so so grateful for the joy the podcast brings me each week 
Oh, Beth, thank I you. Love that. Thank you, Beth. That so I love sweet. that too. You're so sweet. Yeah. And the words to our song, I actually looked them up for you to make sure. The chorus is the only part we play for the show. And it says, I got you. There's no reason to chasing pavement on my own because you're here to stay every night and day. I'm delighted because I got you. And I picked that song because you can see it as friends, but it's also I see it as the Lord has us when we have him and we're delighted because we have him. And I just, I don't know, I just felt like it really encapsulated the feeling that we wanted to have with it. our friendship and our relationship with the Lord. Yes. I will also mention, I've never thought much about the words, but if I was pressed to tell you what I thought they were, I would have thought they were chasing rainbows, not pavement. <laughs> <laughs> because pavement doesn't really make sense in my head. <laughs> I think chasing pavement is kind of like trying to do everything on your own, which I think is it's so much to me, our relationship with the Lord. We don't have to do it on our own. And then also with friends, yep. when you have friends that you can go to and talk to about things, there's no reason to do it on your own. That's why I love the words to that song. And it's called I Got You. And it is by, and I don't know if I can pronounce her name, Bergerson, oh Bergerson Lundberg. Wow. That's, wow. Mm -hmm. But I will put the lyrics in the show notes with the name of the artist in case you want to look that up and see if you can find it. It might be on Spotify. I don't know. So thank you, Beth. And if you would like to ask us a question for Happy Mail or just leave us a note or talk to us about something that we've discussed previously on the show, give us your feedback or your opinions. We would love that. So you can leave us a comment on the blog or a review on iTunes and we will read it on the show. So let's talk about our mark making subject today. First of all, what is mark making? And basically, it's just exactly what it sounds like. You are making lines, dots, patterns and textures on your page to build up the layers of your artwork, right? Mm -hmm. Is that does that yes. sound right to you guys? A good mm -hmm. definition. So the first thing we wanted to talk about was ideas for tools that you can use to make marks. I mean, obviously, pens and pencils are your most basic tool to make marks. But I was thinking of things like netting or bubble wrap. When I say netting, like whenever I buy produce that, you know, you get lemons yes. or limes oh, and yeah, things in bags, mm -hmm. those produce bags, and they're all different they have all different netting patterns. And so those are great to take those and just kind of dip them in your paint or in your gesso and create a really cool pattern. But what about you guys? I love that. Yeah. Uh, bubble wrap's a favorite of mine. Yeah, me too. I love bubble wrap. I do too. Absolutely. I just was using some yesterday, as a matter of fact, and I love yes. it. Yep. I it's such a neat week. texture. Yeah. Stencils are great. Yes. I love stencils. Yes. Stencils. Sequin waste. Oh, yes. yes. Ooh, that has a name. It's a name. There's a name for that. Hold it's on. It's a weird name. It's not. I know what it is. No, no, it's. Didn't we, haven't we had this conversation before? I feel like this is. We have, I don't know if we have on the podcast. I know Laurie and I have talked about it because I yes. asked her where to find some one time. Oh, what the heck okay, is it somebody called? duck it. It'll come. <laughs> yeah. It'll come back to me. Hold on. I'll okay. look it up. Another fun one is sponges or like steel wool or scrubbies that you would use in the kitchen. Those all make really cool textures. Mm -hmm. Yes. Punchinella. Punchinella. I really like that name too. Punchinella. Yep. It's such a good name. It's yep. much better than sequin waste. Yes. That sounds gross. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would, like at least it's sparkly and glittery waste. 
That's right. <laughs> It'll work. It doesn't matter, right? That's right. <laughs> but I love that. I have a roll of it that's mm-hmm. vintage that I got in an estate sale. Oh, that's not cool. fair. I, know. I love it so much. Oh, I can send you all some of that in the package that oh. I'm going to send you someday. <laughs> I know. I'll send you a package someday, too. I haven't got I have you all packages sitting here, and they're halfway I do done. <laughs> I do, too. I have packages sitting on my table, and I just keep putting stuff in it. They're going to be like yep. a, a big, huge, like, moving van. Is it gonna <laughs> <laughs> my problem is still, I don't have boxes still. <laughs> and also, I have a ton of fabric that I got from someone. Like on a, what are those long things that they're rolled up on? Um, A bolt? Yes. Like I have bolts of fabric. I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but I'm going to send it to you because I'll (laughs) never use it all. It's so much fabric. Oh my gosh. And also introduce us to your friend that gave you bolts of fabric. Right. Well, and you know what else I could do? I'm going to make some for prize packs. We can include some pieces and bits. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that would be fun. Then our listeners get in on it too. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Another one, plastic utensils, like forks and knives. Oh, Y'all yeah. get those when you get takeout. Yep. I started using them for mark making and they make really cool squiggles and lines and like the serrated edge of the plastic knives make really Ooh. cool marks. Oh, yeah. See, I just don't think about that kind of stuff. I'm starting though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tops to different things too. Different yeah. size circles or thickness of circles. Mm-hmm. They make really good marks and background images on pages. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do have one. I have a mark making tool that I actually came up with on my very own. (laughs) The center of a washi tape roll. I used up some washi and it's like that perfect little circle size. So I was very impressed with myself for that. I love it. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The inside of cardboard. If you peel one layer of cardboard off and you got the ridges inside the cardboard. Corrugated. Yes. yes. I love that. That's great for mark making. Oh, yes. I love that stuff. And we talked about this last week, I think. I don't know why, but it came up. The edge of credit cards. Yes. Yes. Old credit cards or gift cards. And then you can cut patterns into them. Yes. yes. And make different shapes. Then you were talking about the mermaid tail brushes yep. Yep. from Jane Davenport. So that's a way to make your own. And it doesn't have to be gift cards or credit cards. Those are more sturdy, so they last longer. But you can do it just out of chipboard or paper even. Yeah. Yep. You know, thick cardstock, you can cut a design. Usually it will only last for one art making session, but that's still something that you can do. Yeah. Art Basics also made a set of brushes that have silicone tips on the end for one side is a paintbrush, but the back Mm -hmm. of the paintbrush has like silicone ends with different marks and different things you can use to make marks. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that sounds neat. You'll have to put that link in the show notes. Okay, I'll do that. Where is that from, Art Basics? Um, is it Michaels? You know, Michaels has carried them, and I think that's where I got these. I don't okay. know if they still have them, but that is where I originally got them. I'm sure it was a clearance find at some point in time. Yeah. But I'll see if I can find it somewhere else. Okay. Very cool. Put, yeah. put it in the show notes. So another one is an old toothbrush. You can Ooh. use that, put oh. ink or paint on it, and then run your finger over it, and it creates splatters on the page, which is a really fun way to just add a layer of texture. I like to do that sometimes when I'm completely finished. That's the finishing touch is just do black ink splatters across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something. 
And so a toothbrush will give you really cool random splatters. Oh, that's neat. That's I like neat. that idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. And then what else? I'll say one. Pens that have run out of ink, you can use those if you have wet paint to just scratch designs oh. or images. Sticks. I had my son yes. one time. He was into carving for a little bit. So I had him whittle the end of a stick into a sharper point. And that was a neat mark making tool to dip it in ink. And kind of write with it. Yeah. Yeah. I've made one even with one of those little skinny dowels you can get at Dollar Tree. Mm -hmm. You can just hack off the end and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And speaking of sticks, even like whole branches with leaves on them. Mm -hmm. Not a whole branch, but like a tiny branch, you know, with a few little leaves on it. That could get messy. A whole branch would be tough. I just had this picture of like bringing a whole branch into my craft room and dipping it in paint and trying to make marks on the page. (laughs) You'd be making marks on the wall at that point. Yeah. That's for really big artwork. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah. I meant just like a little tiny branch off of plants from outside. Yeah. yeah like we have sure. some bamboo in our backyard, like oh. a, little, a little twig of bamboo, different leaf shapes make really cool marks. I've also seen people take, I'm going to say paper towel rolls because y'all know how I feel yep. about using old toilet paper rolls. <laughs> yes, we do. It just Keep it's gross. Those potty rolls. Yeah. <laughs> But if you don't have a problem with it, you can save the toilet rolls or paper towel rolls. And then you wrap things around them like yarn or rubber bands or you can even cut fun foam in shapes. And then you've got like a little rolling pin roller type thing that you can roll through. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. A comb, a hair comb. Yeah, like or a hair pick. They both, you know, they're kind of different Mm -hmm. widths Mm -hmm. apart. And then of your fingers, obviously, just using your fingers. If you're not opposed to getting messy with the paint, you can get a lot of really cool designs with just your fingers and your fingerprints. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, how about um, like baggies or tissue paper wadded up foil? Yeah, yeah, all of that. Yes, really cool marks Mm -hmm. dipped in paint and then smashed into the paper. Yes. Those are so neat. Another one I've seen people do is to use a hot glue gun and create a design on your heat proof mat. And then once it dries, you've got this shape that you can then use. You can glue it to something like a wood block or like a paper towel roll. And then you can press that into ink or paint. That's a great idea. I, Laurie would probably be really good at that. I stink at using a hot glue gun. Really? Oh. Yes. <laughs> I love me bad. some hot glue. <laughs> My designs would look like a hot mess if I tried <laughs> well, to draw something with a hot glue gun. Yeah, I don't know that I could do that. But if you just yeah. want some basic squiggles, I can probably help you out. Oh. Yeah, or just like <laughs> circles and squares. Yeah. and Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is totally off topic, y'all. But I saw a review on YouTube. I want to say a lady named Lolly. Do y'all ever watch her channel? Uh-uh, but I'm going to now. Go ahead. She does a lot of cool craft videos, and she did a review on a new glue gun by Zyron oh, that is so stinking cool. It has a place to put extra glue sticks so that it reloads itself as you're using oh, it. No way. No yes. way. Yes, I know. Because what's the worst thing about a glue gun is right when you're to the middle of your project, the glue runs runs out out. and you have to stop and find a glue stick and put it in there. And so this one, it has this little compartment that has three extra glue sticks in it. Oh my gosh. you, You put the glue in and then you fill up the compartment and then it reloads those glue sticks as you're working. Are you talking about Wow, Lollipalooza? Lollipalooza, yeah, that's yeah. I'm subscribed to her. 
Okay, we're going to need information on this glue gun that you're talking about because that really sounds cool. I will yeah. link it in the show notes. It's by Zyron. I'm like totally buying it. I just haven't done it yet. Ever since- <laughs> of course you are. Are you serious? <laughs> Ever since I saw that review, I was like, I must have that glue gun because it's reloading. Like, why haven't oh, yeah. hasn't anyone thought of that? It's That's like amazing. 2021. Yeah, yeah. We could have made a million dollars on that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay, I'm watching it, but there's no sound because I'm just watching. Oh, I guess I guess you only get a little bit before you actually start the video. I know. Don't mind us. We're just doing a podcast podcast over here. I was waiting to see if it was a fat tip or not because I like the skinnier tips. Oh, they actually have two sizes. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. There's a mini one and then a regular size one, and I believe it is high temp because you know the low temp ones are worthless. Yeah, Yeah. I need the low temp because I'm dangerous with them. (laughs) I have burned myself so many times in my life. They don't stick. They come off. The the glue doesn't stick. Yeah, you 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 burn yourself and then you move on. Trust me, I've done it a bazillion times. I I know that, (laughs) but I have hurt myself. Look, the last one I got, I got no. Listen, I got uh, an accessory pack that goes with glue guns. I don't remember who it was by, but I got it, and it comes with fingertip protectors. Yes, Dollar Tree has some as well. Mine does not. My only problem was (laughs) that the finger protectors stuck to the glue. (laughs) <laughs> it came off my finger i mean it came right out of the glue but still that's <laughs> so it's a little problem that's hilarious yeah okay i'm sorry we're not talking about mark making anymore so kind of well, really. yeah. if you're going to use your glue gun to make marks you that's need right. the new xyron right. reloading one <laughs> so i will link it in the show notes and also lolly's awesome review video because she goes through and shows you how it works and everything that's cool so, okay, well, I think that covers it on tools, unless y'all can think of anything else that we didn't. I'm sure there's millions of other marketing oh, yeah. tools. Anything. Anything. Yeah, can be it really is true. Tool. Yep. Yeah, anything can make marks. Those are yep. just the ones that we thought of that we like. Okay, we wanted to talk about some supplies that are fun for mark making. And just like with tools, obviously, you can use any art supply to make marks. So we just picked three that we hadn't talked about yet that we like. And the first one is one of my favorite, favorite things. I love these so much. They're by Stabilo and they're called Woodies. Yes. Oh, yes. I have a set of those. They are these chunky colored pencils. They're called three-in-ones because they're like crayons. They're also colored pencils. And then they're also watercolor pencils. They're just so cool. And y'all are going to laugh at me. One of my favorite things about them is how they smell. (laughs) That's really weird. Never smelled them. I've never, no. But I will. They smell so good. I think it wears off after a while. Oh. Like when you first get them, I guess. They smell like a new wood pencil. Yes, they smell oh, like yeah, I can understand I that. Get it. fresh wood. I mm-hmm. don't know. I, when I opened the box, I was just like, I love these so much. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting here smelling this. Oh, we need a picture of like, goodness. sniffing know, the woody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here holding my, my favorite one. It's like the aqua blue one. I oh, love yeah. it so much. I like the black so, one. I like the black they, one. Oh, too. I love the black one too. And the pink one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just love them all, but they're really chunky. They're made for kids. They're marketed towards kids, but I don't know why, because they're just an amazing art tool and Mm -hmm. they're really lightweight, which I like about them. 
and they're also really chunky. So they're easy to hold on to. And the, the tips are really fat and wide. Mm-hmm. So you can get a lot of color down really quickly. In fact, yeah. you could even make like a little temporary travel palette by just putting a little circle of color on a piece of cardstock uh, from each pencil, just coloring mm-hmm. it because it's so pigmented and thick and rich. You could just put that on a little piece of paper. And if you had a water brush, just stick that in your bag and take it with you. And you've got like a that's watercolor a set. That's really idea. good idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I don't know why I love them so much. When you color with them, they look like crayons. But then if you take a water brush or just a paintbrush dipped in water, you start coloring them. They turn into watercolor. Mm-hmm. I like the dimension they add to a page. Like I love putting it around a piece of ephemera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh, then yeah. using water around it and it adds a shadow effect. Yeah. And then you can make your mark making whether you're doing crosses or hashtags or dots or lines or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then flick water on it and it'll just melt, not melt, but y'all know. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Dissolve it a little bit. Dissolve a little bit where the water is. Yeah. Which yeah. just adds a whole nother mark making aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah. The black ones, especially like you said, are so cool to go in and circle something on your page Mm -hmm. and then just add a little bit of water. Now they are water soluble. So if you're wanting to paint again, you want to use these the very last thing that you're going to do because they will, unless you don't mind that because they are going to move with any paint or any wet medium that you use is going to move the color, uh, which sometimes can be really cool. But if that's not what you're going for, you want to wait and use those the very last thing. But you can color with them. And then the other thing that I like is once you lay the color down, it's creamy and blendable. So Mm -hmm. if you put blue and green down next to each other, you can literally take your finger or like a makeup sponge and blend them together and get a whole new color. And it's just, it's really, really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can do that probably with a baby wipe too, right? Yes. A little bit of liquid. Or, yeah, or definitely. Moisture, I guess, really. Mm-hmm. And they come in a lot of really pretty colors, too. You yes. can get a small size and you can get, I think, I don't know what the biggest size is. I think mine was an 18 pack. Yeah. I think that's what I have, too. I think that's what I have. They're really bright, vivid colors, which I really like. Because a yeah, lot of times beautiful. when you get colored pencils, I don't like the colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times they're very soft colors, but yeah. these, you have a good payoff. Yeah, they're very rich and bright. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can use them on dark paper too, which is really cool. And that, I guess mm-hmm. that's because they're so opaque. But oh. if you have a piece of black paper or navy blue, you mm-hmm. can color with them and it completely shows up. In oh, fact, well, you that's can even cool. block out black color. That's how thick they are. So that's wow. another thing I like about them. They also have metallic. If you get the set of 18, they come with some metallic, which are super cool. Yeah, I think I have the like there's like a gold and, and a silver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I must have those two. <laughs> Guess Carl, what I probably you know do. You do. So we will have a link in the show notes to those if you want to try them out. They are a little on the pricey side, mm-hmm. but I think they're totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to delve into them a little more. I have not used them a whole lot other than just a little spurt here and there. So mm-hmm. I, I need to now use them a little the bit time. more. Now is the time. Well, for our challenge, you can use them. That's right. I will say, if you're wanting to start with one color, I would highly recommend starting with black. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. it just adds so much to any page and it's universal color. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I was going to mention that I found out about these from Robin Marie. Y'all know I talk about her all the time because I just love her. She has a class called Blending Abstract. It's her just using all these different art supplies and showing how she does an abstract page and then how she uses that page. And it's really fun because you get to see, she tells you about all these supplies that she's using. And then one of them is the Woodies and... (laughs) If you want a class to learn how to use them, the whole class is not on those, just a very small part. But all the other things that she shows in the class, I think are really fun and worth it. And a lot of them are things that we've talked about already. Mm -hmm. So I will link that in the show notes as well, if that's something that you might like. And we're going to talk about another supply that she talks about in that class too, here in just a minute. So anything else about the Woodies? I can't think of anything. I love them. I mean, they're really an interesting tool. And they're so cute. They're just little chubby pencils. They're really cute. And they smell good. (laughs) (laughs) If you say so. There's that too. (laughs) We all sniff our supplies, right? (laughs) No. No. I don't either. Only Melissa does. No, I bet other people do. Okay, y'all need to defend me. If you like the smell of our supplies, please leave a comment. (laughs) We're going to talk about one I do not like the smell of today, but yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah, there are those too. The gelatos. Should we talk about gelatos? And that would be it. That's one you don't like the smell of? I do not like the smell of them. I can't say I've ever smelled the gelato. I I think it's a weird thing with me. I've never heard anybody else say that they have, but I get a weird smell every time I use them and I can't stand them. Is it when you heat set them? Did you tell me that? Maybe. Or is it just always? I don't really remember. I don't use them because of that. I know they're worse when you heat set them to me, but Mm -hmm. I smell Mm -hmm. them when I use them. I'm going to go home and sniff them. (laughs) You got to use them. Don't just sniff the gelato. You have to use the gelato. Okay, I'll scribble something on some paper and sniff that. I need to know if anybody else has this reaction to them because I'm telling y'all, like it is, it makes me, oh. Like cringe. I'm gonna have to go smell them too now. Yeah, I don't totally. have one in here with me, so. Oh <laughs> but I need y'all to just put it on a page with the baby wipe, and then yeah. heat set it and tell me if you smell it. <laughs> <laughs> Those are pretty specific instructions. Well, that's how I use them. Okay. <laughs> You heat set it and then you smell it? <laughs> no, no, I don't have to sniff it. Like, it's just this aroma. <laughs> have you tried it with the new heat tool that we have? Maybe it won't make no, the same smell. I have not. I'm going to try it now. I might. I don't. I, uh, I can't make myself want to try it again. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about what gelatos are. Okay. In case anyone doesn't know. Besides smelling. To me, obviously, on, alone. There are these creamy pigments, watercolor pigment things. (laughs) That's that's the official definition. Little sticks. Yeah, they're in little sticks like chapstick. Mm -hmm. And they are really creamy, which is one of the things I like about them. And they can be used as watercolor. So when you add water to them, they do the same thing as the Woodies do, but just in a different way because they're so much thicker. My favorite ones are the metallic ones. I love the metallic ones. There's, I have one that's white that's mm. metallic. I think it's called icing. I'll look it up and put it in the show notes, but it creates this white halo around anything that you that's rub cool. it around or over. Oh, that sounds pretty. And I think I have a video I did recently where I used them. The mini kite dunk journal that I did, I think I used it in 
that video. I'll look hmm. and see, and then I'll put that in the show notes too. But it makes this just really pretty glowy effect around it, which I really like. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can use them like you would watercolor. You can just put the color down on the paper. And if you squirt it with water, then you can just move it around like watercolor. What about you guys? How do you use them? <laughs> well, I don't. They <laughs> <laughs> have exactly three gelatos that came in a Bible journaling set that I got on clearance. And yeah. really, I bought it because I wanted to try the gelatos. And then I think I got them out, scribbled on the page and put them away. And one of them, y'all, oh my gosh, it wouldn't turn up, you know, like the chapstick's supposed to turn up so you can put it on your lips. So I asked my husband to fix it. And it has this enormous screw in the back of it now. So I have to push it through. I just don't know what to do with that. So I haven't used it. That's hilarious. But he made it usable. There you go. That's what's important. (laughs) That's right. So, okay, well, let me give you a couple of my ideas besides doing the rub on and then spraying them with water. Another thing that you can do is you can cut a little chunk of them off and then smush it and put it in a spray bottle with water and shake it up. And basically you make your own spray ink with that. Really? Yeah. Now that's that's interesting. But I wonder if it smells bad. I don't know because I have not smelled it. But but you can make really pretty colors with it. And that icing one that I told you about, Mm -hmm. it creates, remember that Liquitex iridescent medium that we talked about? I rub that on stuff to give it a glow. Well, that icing one kind of gives that same effect when you spray it. But that's cool. It's very wet. I try not to use things that are very, very wet because I don't like waiting for them to dry. But (laughs) some things you just don't have a choice, like inks. I love inks. And the thing that I don't like about inks the most is having to wait for them to dry in between layers. you got to use your heat tool then. Yeah, I do. But it still takes so (laughs) long. I know. And it's an extra step. Yeah, I would pay so much money for a heat gun that dried instantly. Like it just went zzz and it just. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Like mm-hmm. Star Trek type. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. So, okay. Another thing is stencils. We talked about this, I think, a couple of episodes ago, but you can do the thing where you put some color down with your gelato, smush it around on the page, Mm -hmm. lay your stencil on top, and then take a baby wipe and wipe through it. And it's going to pull up the color in the stencil that's in the little holes of the stencil. Mm -hmm. And that and gives a really neat effect. And it's a little bit different with gelatos and with other things, again, because they're so thick and creamy. It just gives a little bit of a different look. You can use them on your gel plate. So you can smush them on your gel plate mm -hmm, and squish them with, uh, squish them, squirt them with water. (laughs) Really? Lay a piece of paper on top. And then you can pull a print that way. And you can do the same thing with the stencil on the gelato I mean, on the gel plate, put the gelato down, then your mm-hmm. stencil, and then some paper, and you can lift a print that way. Just scribble right on top of the gel plate? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I just take a chunk off with my finger and smear it because they're a little bit thick. So mm-hmm. you don't want to chunk up your gel plate with the cap, or not the cap, but you know, oh, yes. with the rim of the mm-hmm. stick. Yep. So I'm always nervous about that. So a lot of times I'll just take a chunk of it off with my finger and rub it on, or even with a brush, you can take it off with a brush. Oh yeah. That's a great idea. I'm going to try that. That is a neat idea. Another thing that you can do is mix a little chunk of it with modeling paste or gesso or anything like that. And you, so you can turn your white modeling paste into colors Ah. and then 
smear that through a stencil and, and you get the raised effect of the modeling paste, but in a color. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. So that's a fun way to use it. As long as it doesn't smell. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I'm not sure about the smell part, but, and then another thing that I have done before is to take it and rub it on your silicone mat or a glass mat, mm-hmm. squirt it with water and then take a seam binding. If you have white seam binding and drag yes. it through. <gasps> Yeah, you can color your seam binding or ribbon with that, really any fabric, but I like it with seam binding. I have a big roll of white. And so sometimes when I need a color that I don't have, I'll resort to that is really cool. Yeah. And it comes out really pretty because it's kind of watercolory. Now, again, it's not permanent. So if you use that on a page that then you get wet, it's going to bleed. So you just have to keep that in mind. But Usually you're doing that for the outside of your book or you're doing it when you're finished with everything. So you don't have to worry about it bleeding. That is awesome. That's really neat. I like that. I do too. You can do all the same things that you can do with watercolor. You can do with gelatos too, but those are some fun ideas. So if you have some gelatos in your stash and you haven't used them, you can try some of those ideas. So the other supply that we wanted to talk about were chalk pastels. Yes. So these come in a lot of of different ways. One of the ways are pan pastels where they're in like little jars Mm -hmm. and Jess has those. So she's going to tell you a little bit about those. And then another way is they come in little chalk sticks and they're hand formed. So they're these chubby little chunky sticks that Mm -hmm. they're kind of like the woodies in that. I love the shape of them so much. That's part of the fun of using them. Yeah. It's just the chunky little shape that they come in. But Jess, why don't you tell us about the pan pastels? Okay. okay. I don't know a whole lot, but I have some and I've used them a couple <laughs> of times, but I do not feel like I've gotten the hang of them, which yeah. has made it a little more difficult, but I'm going to work on it again this week. But they're in a, it's like pan, like we have the watercolor pans, which are usually little and square. These are much bigger and round. It's almost like a makeup pan, right? It is. Yeah. It looks a lot like blush to me. Mm -hmm. And it acts a lot like blush. And you can use little sponges, kind of like a makeup sponge. You can use a makeup sponge Mm -hmm. to get it out and add it to your page. They're very blendable. They react with water. I've seen a lot of people use them on jelly plates. I haven't tried that yet, but we're probably trying it this week. I saw somebody, Carolyn Doobie, uh-huh. I watched, I think, an old video of hers where she took some pan pastels through a stencil. Yes. And it was really neat. I loved yeah. it. Would, it. would she use a paintbrush or a makeup brush? I think she used a makeup brush and then... Or a makeup sponge. Yeah, makeup yeah, sponge. that's what I meant. And I think afterwards she put on a thin layer of white acrylic paint over the top and then mm. pulled her print so that it would come up. Because it's kind of dry, you know. Oh. It was either her or Burgett Coopson. I can't remember now. Anyway. Okay. okay. Maybe we can look it up and put the link to that video in the show notes. I will find it. <laughs> <laughs> Lori goes on a, a hunt here now. But they come in a lot of different colors, too. They have sets of them. And so there's a lot of op- options there. The ones that I have, like I said, are the chalk. They're the Diane Townsend brand. And again, I bought them because of Robin Marie Yeah, because she is so inspiring. And I yeah. have the, the neon color set and oh. they are so pretty. The hot pink just makes me so happy. And she, Robin Marie uses those in her blending abstract class as well. It's about a lot of different supplies. So it's not a, 
focused just on those, but she just uses them and she tells you a little bit about them. And that's why I ordered them. And I really, really like them. And she does something, apparently you're not supposed to use them with water or that's not how they were intended to be used. Fine artists use them to draw with basically Mm -hmm. to do chalk portraits and paintings and stuff, but she used them with water. She just tried it with water one day. And so she shows you how she does that. Mm -hmm. And that's how I've been using them because of that class. And they're just really fun. And they're just the the bright ones. I love there's another set that's all hot pinks and reds that I really Mm want to get. Yes. They're they're really expensive and I do not need them, but it's just, I want but Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, I, I think I told y'all, but I don't think I've said it on our podcast that I don't know, maybe a month or two ago now, I found an online auction close to me and bid on this huge box of architecture stuff, engineering stuff, architecture stuff. It had a bunch of paper and all this kind of stuff in it. Anyways, I spotted on one of the photos that it had an old set of Rembrandt soft pastels. And it's enormous. I mean, it's this huge set. It's got to be 100 in there. So I thought, oh, I'm just going to bid on it. I paid $10 for this big box full of really neat stuff. It had some really old rulers like from, I live in the DFW area. So like this ruler from Dallas and it had like the phone number was three numbers or something. It was really cool. Yeah, it was really neat. yeah, you sent us pictures of some Yes. Yeah. But not only did it have these Rembrandt soft pastels, it also had a set of hard pastels, which I had never used. And so they look a lot like a piece of chalk, but they're square. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a hard Mm -hmm. edge on all four sides. I tried to swatch them and couldn't figure out why adding water to them did not work the same (laughs) as soft pastels. And then I realized they were hard pastels. So anyways, but I swatched all of my pastels with water like Robin Marie does. And I love it. Wow. I need to try that. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And if even if you don't take Robin's class, you can follow her on Instagram and I'll put her link in our show notes too, because she shows all kinds of really cool things in her Instagram too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's talk about tips for mark making. One thing for me is I try to start looking for patterns. If you start looking for patterns just around you every day, just train your eye to Mm -hmm. see patterns. You will start to see so many beautiful patterns that you can copy by mark making. Hmm. I have a little notebook in my purse that I pull out sometimes at the most awkward moments because I'm like, (laughs) oh, that is such a cool pattern on that grate on the ground. (laughs) You know? But like tire treads or the bottoms of plastic bottles or packaging sometimes will have really cool things. If you look around your house and sit in the middle of the living room and look around and tell yourself, find the patterns in this room. And you will start to see patterns that you never even knew were in that room. Stripes Hmm. and lines. And they're all slightly different because they're maybe on a lampshade or on a blanket on the couch or something. Hmm. And If you get yourself a little notebook, you can start sketching out the patterns that you see. And then you've got this treasure chest of patterns to draw from when you go to sit down to do something in your art journal. You can go through your book and look at all the patterns. And that can give you an idea of marks to make on your page. I'm going to tell you, Melissa, I feel like that's brilliant. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I mean, really, I'm sitting here looking at a rug with an interesting pattern and I could just sketch it because that's sometimes the problem is I don't know what to do with marks. What do I make with mark making? Yeah. So that's a great idea. 
Yeah. When I first started doing it, I was just drawing like hearts and stars and flowers, like what you draw in high school, you know, in your notebook. And so I really wanted to expand my mark making. And so that's what I started doing is looking at stuff that was in my house. And then once you start training yourself to do it, you'll see patterns everywhere. And it's really fun when you're out at the store, Mm -hmm. if you go to the zoo, or you'll just see patterns everywhere. One thing that's really fun to do with those is I love to keep pages that I would consider mark making collage pages. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times I'll get packaging that's neat paper. I don't know what it is, but it just Mm -hmm. feels neat. It may be a little thicker than normal or thinner than normal, but I'll save it. And then I'll go through with a paint pen and make sets of marks all over the paper. Mm-hmm. And so I can pull that and tear it to add in a journal as mark making mm-hmm. behind a collage of ephemera. That's a great idea. And yeah. just have a stack of papers yeah. al- already done. And that's something that you can do while you're doing other things. Yes. If you're watching a show with your family or you're waiting at the dentist's office, you can just sit and make marks on a piece of paper that you can then save for later. Yeah. That's a great idea. So the first one was look for patterns Mm -hmm. and start a journal or like Jess said, just have loose pieces of paper that you keep. And then the next one is when you're making your patterns, they look better in odd numbers. So repeating that the same design over and over in three, five, seven, nine in odd numbers, because odd numbers are more pleasing to the human eye. Mm -hmm. And I have a theory about that. My theory is sort of a half a theory because I don't know why, but I Mm. think that it's because the Lord finds odd numbers pleasing. Mm -hmm. That's why we do. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I think that is because if you look at the world that he's made, everything is in odd numbered patterns. And when I started thinking about this, we have five senses. Mm-hmm. There's seven colors in the rainbow. Musical notes, there's seven notes, and there's five sharps and flats. Seven days of creation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if you go through the Bible, you find those odd numbers everywhere. And mm-hmm. so when I was thinking about that, I saw a documentary, which I was really excited to find that it is on YouTube. So I'm going to link it in the show notes. But it was about the documentary is about fractals. Now Hmm. it's done by Nova. So it's very Mm -hmm. secular. And to me, I find it actually really funny when they're like, nature does this amazing thing. And I'm like, yeah, it's nature. Cause what is nature? (laughs) Yeah. God created it. That's right. To me, you know how, if you look at a piece of artwork, if you've studied art at all, or if you like art at all, you can often know who did that artwork. Mm -hmm. You know that When you see an Impressionist painting, when you see water lilies, you know that that was Monet. When you see a mother and a child painting, you know that was probably Mary Cassatt. When you see those artists' work, it's their fingerprint is on it, their style. Yes, you recognize it. When you look at the world, you see God's fingerprint. You Mm -hmm. see his style. You see his, it's repeated through the whole earth. So fractals, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's basically this repeating pattern that they've found in everything on the planet. Hmm. It's in everything. It's in water. It's in leaves. It's in clouds. It's in sound. The same repeating pattern. And it has sort of a mathematical component to Mm -hmm. it. So there's another video called The Golden Ratio. 
And they used to call it the divine proportion a long time ago when it was okay to talk about God. Yeah. <laughs> because they recognized, even scientists recognized that that this was obviously God because it was a it's a mathematical concept that is repeated in everything on the planet, in, including us in our DNA. It's in everything. It's in wow. music, it's in sound, it's in plants. And anyway, so I will put those two links to those two things in the show notes because they are amazing. It just gave me chills watching them talk about these fractals and they tell you all the places, they show you all the ways it's repeated uh-huh. in nature. And then they talk about how anytime an artist or a musician uses this same proportion, that's what makes the art so pleasing. And that's what's so beautiful about it is this special golden ratio, this mathematical proportion. So that reminded me of repeating things in odd numbers. That's why I wanted to bring that up. But I just think it's so cool. To me, that's such evidence for the Lord. I don't know how people don't see that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's only because they don't want to. That's right. Yeah. You know, I have a book called Scientists Who Believe. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of it that I had my boys read when they were in junior high. And every chapter is about a different scientist who he or she was an atheist, basically. And by doing the science and the experiments and the different studying that they were doing, they came to the conclusion that there had to be a God because there was no other answer based on science, based on what they were learning. And so each chapter of the book is their story about how they came to that conclusion and why. It's a really, really good book. Yeah. And I think it was in a uh, series we were doing at church not too long ago, but I remember them saying that science really proves God's existence. It all yeah. points to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And homeschooling my boys that I've seen that so much, you know, as we studied science and we did different science experiments, I would always be so amazed at how, to me, how obvious it is that mm-hmm. there was a creator and that his fingerprint is on everything here Yeah, and just how our planet is designed and how we're designed. So But in pattern making, that's why odds are pleasing. That's my theory. (laughs) I like that theory. I think you're on to something here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So are we ready for fun finds? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Jess, what's your fun find this week? My fun find is silk microfine glitter. And they have a cool diamond and a warm diamond. And guess what? We bought both. Right. Of course <laughs> but I'm going to say it was so worth it. It is a really cool glitter. And I used it again this past week when I was working with some die cuts, um, still testing out some ideas and thoughts we had from a podcast like two weeks ago, I think, when we we're doing die cuts. And mm. I did it on a double sticky foam butterfly. So I sprinkled it on the one side that i die cut and taken the backing off and mm-hmm. you burnish it with your finger like after you've you know gotten the excess glitter off which y'all can't see what I'm doing here as I'm demonstrating <laughs> again and I burnish it with my finger and it brings out the color in the glitter oh it is so it's pretty. really pretty yes yeah. it really is Yes. In fact, I bought some of that double-sided sticky foam. Thank you very much. Yes, and yes, I have yet to use to it, but I just got it a couple of days ago. <laughs> yes. It's, it is super cool. And, 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 and with the foam, the double-sided mm-hmm. sticky foam, maybe that needs to be my fun find. You can use alcohol inks on top of it to color Ooh, the glitter top of and yes. the fun foam. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. we'll put links to both of those yes. in the show notes. And I'm not going to say mine yet, but I can't believe yours is glitter because mine <laughs> is glitter related too. And we didn't even talk about this. So cool. But. 
Okay, Lori, what's yours? Okay, my fun find for the week is Posca paint pens. Have we talked about those before? I only have one, but I really like it. It's a white one, and I love how it writes. It's so smooth, and I I just absolutely love it. And it's great for mark making. So that's my fun find for the week. That is awesome. I'm going to have to add that to my list because I need a good white pen. I don't have a good one. They are really, really good. Yeah. Okay, well, mine is, and this is, I think it's older, and I don't know, knowing you two, you probably already have it, and it's like old news to you, but I just found this. It's called A Glitter Duster by Tim Holtz. Have y'all heard of this? No. Yes, maybe. Okay, keep talking and I'll tell you. (laughs) It's so cool, y'all. I giggled like a little girl the first time I used it. (laughs) It's like a little spray bottle, but you don't put water in it. You just put glitter. And I bought some of Impulse's Distress Glitter Dust, the vintage platinum, which, by the way, is really beautiful. And you fill up the bottle, and then it's got this fun little nozzle on it that you open up, and it's got a pump on it. And basically what you do is you have to have something sticky that you want your glitter on. So... You can use anything, gesso or just matte medium. I used some paint. I had some turquoise paint here. And you push the button and it squirts your glitter out (laughs) like this even layer, like this thin, even layer of glitter right where you want it because it's got this tiny little nozzle. So it just squirts this thin little even layer of glitter out wherever you put your paint. It is so cool. I have never heard of it. Me either. And it came out a couple years ago. From what I can tell, I had never heard of it either. Y'all, I am telling you though, this is so beautiful. I just can't explain it. Because you know how when you pour glitter on something, it just dumps into a pile Mm -hmm. and then it's thicker in one area and thinner in another area and it just doesn't go where you want it. This makes it to where you can get, you just get this even thin layer. And it's also just really fun to blow glitter out this little. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a little glitter blowhole on a little whale. Yeah, it's so cool. (laughs) That's great. Anyway, so I will link it in the show notes where I got it. And I just found it accidentally. I was and you know, what's funny is every week when I do the show notes and I go to get the links for what we've talked about, I always end up buying like three new things. Oh, that no. is so funny. And that is yeah. how I bought this because I, I was doing links for the show and I was like, glitter duster? I don't have that. What is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like looking it up right now. Like, Oh, yeah, that? me too. Yeah. So, but the question would be then, do you have to have one for each color of glitter? Well, I looked at that and I saw people leaving reviews for it were saying you can wash the bottle out and use it again. And Mm -hmm. one of the suggestions was to, before you put the glitter in, to take a dryer sheet and wipe it around the inside of the bottle so that the glitter doesn't stick to the sides of the bottle, which Mm -hmm. I didn't do because I was too excited to use it. (laughs) I think personally, I would just buy one for each color because I cannot be pouring glitter in and out of bottles and <laughs> yeah and is it a special kind of type of glitter that you use is it super fine or that's what's so cool is I think the glitter that Jessica the microfine yeah glitter, the yeah. microfine mm-hmm. glitter would be good I used Tim Holtz's oh, yeah. glitter because I wanted to make sure it worked right so I wanted to use his product with it I don't know how many colors he has but this vintage platinum is so beautiful. I feel like I don't ever need another color. Like it's so you pretty. You do though. You wow. need the microfine glitter. I'm just telling you. Yeah, you do. Oh yeah, that distressed glitter dust is beautiful. The vintage platinum. 
Yeah. And he has a video, which I haven't watched the whole thing. I just looked at it really quick because, again, I just wanted to play with my glitter duster and not watch a video. (laughs) (laughs) But he, I guess it came out around Christmas time because he showed this cute little ceramic snowman that he covered in glue. And then he dusted it with the glitter duster. And, y'all, it looked like the kind you buy from the store. You know how the glitter is just evenly all over the whole thing? (sighs) Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. And then what else did he do? Those little trees, those little bottle brush trees. Yes. Yes. He did those in it. Mm-hmm. And it was oh so pretty. Oh, my gosh. I know. So there you go. I just Something cost everybody else. at least five bucks. Yep, <laughs> exactly. That's, you sure did. That's the good thing. It's not that expensive, you know, yeah, for what it is. Mm-hmm. So you need to get the microfine glitter and the glitter duster. That's yeah. right. And then you can use it with anything sticky. You can use it with matte medium or gesso or glue or paint. I like it on paint because it highlights the color of the paint. It's just so pretty. That is so cool. I'll do something with it in my journal and, and show y'all. I'll put, try to put pictures in the show notes of how cool it looks. Yeah, that's cool. But that's our fun finds. Yay. Yay. Now we have a challenge for you, which is we want you to make some marks in your inspiration journal or on a separate page. We want you to try some of the techniques that we've talked about or some of the supplies or both. And when you do, we want you to post your pictures on Instagram with the hashtag creative faith and friends. And as you know, we are giving prizes randomly to people that use our hashtag. Yes, we are. And it's my turn. Our prize winner this week is Amy, who is on Instagram as at scripture under score scribbler. So congratulations, Amy, you win our prize and I will be contacting you to figure out where to send your goodies. Yeah. So make sure that you use the hashtag when you post your challenge pictures because you might be our prize winner next week. And oh, our guide word for this week is grace. So the guide word is just to give you an idea of a theme. If you want to create a page, you can use the word literally or figuratively. You can find a, a verse with that word. However you want to use it, it's just there to help guide you in creating your page. Before we go, we wanted to share with you where you can find us online. Lori, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and on YouTube at Measure Once, Cut Twice with periods in between the words. And Jess, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and YouTube at Just Give Me Jesus and on Etsy at Choose Joy in Jesus. And you can find me at PinkPaperPeppermints.com and the same for YouTube and Instagram. I'm at Pink Paper Peppermints and I would love to see you there. Thank you all so much for joining us and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye Well, our episodes seem to be getting longer and longer, but we hope you enjoy the extra conversation. Let us know in the comments what you think about fractals and the golden ratio. Have you heard about these before? And if you have, or if you watch those videos, we would love to hear your thoughts about it. You can leave us a comment on the blog, or you can leave us a comment on our iTunes reviews, and you can find links to everything that we talked about in the show notes at pinkpaperpeppermints.com slash zero one three. And that's also where you can leave us a comment and we can talk to you about it. If you have a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so that other creative friends can find us, we really would be so thankful for that. I'm Melissa Olson, and I hope you have a week filled with peace and grace, and we will see you next time on Creative Faith and Friends.